listening to the Vancouver Mixtape produced live at CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby Campus Community Radio from Simon Fraser University, where we broadcast from the unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish people, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh. Uh, I am Jesse. I'm Jamie. And in the studio, we are joined by Chenzina. Hello. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thanks for coming. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're really excited to have you in the studio. We're going to play some of your stuff, some of your friend's stuff. We're going to talk to you about your music and other various sundry things. Uh, but let's start off with uh, uh, a new track that you put out nine days ago uh, called Strange Clouds. Uh, you're listening to that here on the Vancouver Mixtape. Materialize You and I are of a cosmic size We rearrange, come alive But we are more than sazy I appear like strange clouds We're on this plane now System upgrade Well, I hope it stays down I hope it stays down Being 
The Strange Clouds. You're listening to it on the Vancouver Mixtape here on CJSF 90.1 FM. We're here with Chenzina live in studio. Now, that's your latest song, and you were talking while it was playing. You were telling us how it was a little bit different than your normal process when you're putting that one together. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so a normal songwriting process for me, usually I have a feeling or a melody comes into my head, I kind of just sit down at the guitar or piano and bang it out. And like I've got the bulk of it in that time. Um, Strange Clouds was a little different. So it started off like all the other songs um, on the piano, but then it was kind of a lot of back and forth of writing the melody, then bring it to the studio. And I had left some spots empty, kind of vocally, uh, lyrically. and wait until there was a beat, and then I took it home, and then I would write on it a little bit more, and then go back into the studio, and we tweak it more. And so the song um, is kind of very far now from that acoustic sound that it originally had, but that process of the back and forth between the production and the songwriting really helped it, I feel, um, be one cohesive but yet strange, <laughs> like awesome piece. It, it seems like you're you're le- really leaning into that relationship with the producer to to make a, a song beyond just like the standard sit and write it on guitar or piano kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like there is so much more involved because it's it's one thing to write the song but then to actually have the emotion and energy come across to the listener. Um, I feel like a lot of magic happens behind the scenes in those recording sessions and when you add another instrument or you add another layer um, and kind of build it to what it can be. Um, and then that relationship with those people is also so important because there's got to be people that, you know, can see your vision and people that you trust, obviously, right? Did you did you kind of have a moment with, uh, I guess, because you, you were fairly new in terms of uh, putting out your own music and uh, you've, you've released an EP and you've started releasing a string of singles, but all this kind of dates back to the beginning, not the beginning, but like last year, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did you kind of have a moment or an epiphany where you're like, oh, I, I don't need to do the traditional songwriting route? Like, can you maybe talk about that? Between like between my first EP and now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you where you realize that you didn't need to just like sit and write it on a guitar or a piano, and then you're like, oh, I I can I can get weird. Yeah, it was more of like me trying to not be limited because I don't have any production background, and so actually over the past now year and a half, I have Logic on my computer and I'm learning how to you know download with software. But then I actually have wanted to get more creative with my sound. So Airplane Mode, um, the single that I released after my EP. Um, was the first one that I kind of got more creative with and I was like, yeah, I kind of want to put a beat on this and make it more R&B and so I reached out to a friend who I knew could do that for me um, and we collaborated on that song and then um, Strange Clouds, it was just natural and another group of friends had reached out for a collaboration and it was, that was naturally where it was going anyway, So, um, which was perfect for me because they have all the kind of skills that I felt that I was missing to create this awesome beat. It's an interesting way of addressing that the the sort of the group collaboration that you would normally get in a band or playing with a group of musicians yeah. but in sort of today's disconnected environment yeah um, you mentioned that uh, while you're telling us off air that uh, you recorded the vocals for Strange Clouds with uh, one of your friends who also makes music here yeah. in Vancouver. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Tion Gibbs? Yeah, so Tion Gibbs is a good friend of mine. He's actually one of the first uh, musical friends that I had made. Um, so basically how I started playing music in the city, I was um, 
I was dabbling around and I had shown some friends some of my songs and I was at a party and uh, one of the people at the party was a friend of mine who was just about to go on a tour and he had heard me play at the party and asked me to open on his tour. And so um, on the tour was Tian Gibbs and after the second night of the tour he had kind of approached me and was like, hey, are you writing music? Are you recording music? And I was like, no, I don't have access to a studio. And he was like, yeah, come to my studio. And since then we had started to like write some music, make, make some music. Um, he is a hip hop artist in Vancouver. Um, if you guys haven't heard of him, you should really listen to his music. Um, he He's definitely going to put Vancouver on the map. He's doing... He, in his genre, like unlike any other people, like he is working with such talented musicians and he's got a choir singing for him. And if you've ever been to one of his shows, you'll know that the energy is just unbe- unbeatable. Like people are singing along and they're singing back at him. And it's just, it's such a vibe. Like I am honestly so inspired by um, the way that he makes music, the way that he performs it, the way that he connects. Like it's, he's a really great person to be connected to musically. And I'm, I'm really happy to have him involved in my process for sure. Yeah, it seems like Vancouver's really, um, over the last couple of years, it's really started to foster a really robust hip-hop and pop scene. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been a a theme lately over the last four or five months that we've really been diving into is uh, talking about what kind of what kind of in the environment or the landscape in the music scene has like allowed that to happen uh, it, it's been really wild to watch the the quality of performers that are coming out of Vancouver and hip hop yeah um, anyway sh- should we get to some Tion Gibbs yeah let's do that uh, this track is called Feel uh, and as mentioned it's by Tion Gibbs on the Vancouver Mixtape Something just don't feel the same Asking myself questions like Am I the one to blame? I know we got issues But you know I'll never change Running from your past But you ain't gotta run from me We got these fucking problems Got a list of people talking I hate that my decisions Make you feel like you're an option We got all this shit in common Don't tell me you forgot it I can't stand to hear that I'm the reason why you walking I don't wanna change all my colors, no, no I don't wanna say I don't love you no more I don't wanna hold on to nothing, oh Lord I don't wanna feel, I don't wanna feel I don't wanna change all my colors, no, no I don't wanna say I don't love you no more I don't wanna hold on to nothing, oh Lord I don't wanna feel, I don't wanna feel And I don't wanna fall in love again I don't wanna play games or pretend I just gotta try to hold it in Fuck it, I'm gonna build these walls again Yeah, And you can't tell me that we couldn't make this happen I feel so out of balance, my fault I got some habits in my patience I was lacking, I thought you was the baddest I know we really had it Now we both moving in silence And can't say what really matters I don't wanna change all my colors, no, no I don't wanna say I don't love you no more I don't wanna hold on to nothing, oh lord I don't wanna feel I don't wanna feel, I don't wanna change all my colors, no more. I don't wanna say I don't love you no more. I don't wanna hold on to nothing, oh love. I don't wanna feel, I don't wanna feel. Tell me why she play with me. She's changing up my energy again. She's gonna run away from me. And I don't wanna be the man I've been. 
she play with me She's changing up my energy Tape that was Feel by Tian Gibbs, a collaboration. Yeah, with Amber Bayani and Clive Fegan as well. Wanted to make sure that we gave all credit where credit <laughs> was due. You guys. Yeah. Uh, and and a banger. That was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chenzina here in the studio with us. Uh, Tian Gibbs, a uh, collaborator, producer for you as well. And many other artists in the city, and actually. He's uh, working on quite a few projects with a lot of up-and-coming artists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you you know, you mentioned earlier that he he offered you studio space yeah. um, and does that for, for other artists and stuff and that uh, goes a long way, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got our got our finger cro- fingers crossed for Tion. Big things. Yeah, big things definitely. Ahead, yeah. <laughs> cool. Now, uh, before before we went to, uh, to Tion, you had kind of teased the story of how you started, I guess, your life as a musician. Right, yeah. Yeah. Could you could you maybe talk about, I, I guess, what you're... Because, like, all, all the songs that you've released don't feel like they are first songs. You know right. what I mean? Because first songs are usually not best songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so, but these, these, are, these are all, like, pretty mature and, like, r- fully realized songs, but you only started putting out music last year, right? Right, yeah. Uh, can you maybe talk about what the, what the inciting incident was for you that, like, made you think, I need to start being a musician? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been writing songs all my life, like, very silly ones as a kid for New Year's and Christmas and every other occasion I could think of. Are you, um, you, you going to perform those? No. <laughs> Maybe one day, but no. <laughs> They're really bad. Um, but, yeah, um, so um, why, the moment that kind of made me realize that, you know, art, it, like music and writing poetry, it is me and that's all, that's going to be my path, um, was actually in 2016, I had become really ill with an autoimmune condition um, that had affected the muscles in my legs, among other things, and I was so sick that I wasn't able to walk, um, I wasn't able to stand up long enough to brush my teeth or to uh, stand in the shower, I had to sit, I, I couldn't get around my 350 square foot um, apartment, um, and I had just kind of over over an emergency an event had to fly home um, to, to Toronto, Mississauga, uh, to be in the care of my family for six months. And um, during that time, that six months where I was seeing a bunch of doctors and g- doing all kinds of therapy uh, to get literally back on my feet, um, I was quite couch-locked um, during that time. And so it was really just me, my guitar, my notebook, um, and many, many hours alone on the couch. And so um, some of those songs I had kind of written b- just before I'd started getting sick I was also kind of going through a heartbreak at that time 
And then while I was sick, I had written um, one of the songs off my EP, Where the Love Is. Um, that one's really, really close to my heart, and that was just kind of a mantra for me that, like, there's so much love in the universe, and that whatever you're going through, like, it's going to be okay. And that was kind of one that I just sang to myself. And when I was singing and playing, it um, helped me not feel the pain in my body. Um, and so a lot of the songs came from a very deep um, place of self-realization. Um, and so when I came back to Vancouver, then all of that had kind of unfolded naturally of, you know, going to the party and then getting invited on tour and all that. And all those songs really had an opportunity to develop. And then, yeah, I sat down with Tian and we chose nine of them to go on the EP. And that was that. <laughs> Cool. And you've you've started releasing some more new music this year. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of started to is a bit of a departure from the EP, not a yeah. drastic one, but like uh, airplane mode was the was the song that um, I guess caught our attention first. Cool. Yeah. So that I I, I remember seeing it um, circulating on the socials and was like, oh, we're, we want to want to play more more pop music, um, things that are the rest, a lot of what we've been playing is kind of, we've been playing for years and wanted to kind of elaborate on that and, but like airplane mode seems like it was the first time that you really like took a a significant step going somewhere else with the music. Can you talk about like the writing of that song um, and like what that process was like for you getting out of an established comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Airplane mode, my heart was in a lighter place when I wrote airplane mode. I felt like um, there was a lot of emoting happening in atmosphere, and that was all beautiful and necessary. And then getting to airplane mode was kind of like this dreamy song that was just kind of like... Just separate from everything. That idea of airplane mode and that just that word was kind of stuck in my head for a while of just, you know, like shutting it off, shut off your phone, shut off all the negative thoughts, just shut off like anything that's making you feel bogged down, tied down, jumbled up, chaotic, like don't need it. Um, And so that song came from kind of that kind of place and just wanting to put something out there that was um, definitely not sad. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it felt uh, like a bit of a callback to um, I don't know. Were you ever like big in the chill wave scene from like 2010, 11, 12? There's like that that genre of music that just like floated through pop culture for a couple of years. No, is that just me that like that? Anyways, that's what it reminded me. Like, oh, I used to love music like this. What happened to all these artists and bands? But um, no, yeah, it's, it gave me mad nostalgia, mad nostalgia vibes. That's awesome. To the dark and ancient past of six years ago or nine years <laughs> yeah, ago. It's a, it's a different world, Jesse. Different world. That's okay. I just thought 2010 was six years ago when clearly <laughs> it, it feels was, like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was just going to talk about Chill Wave more. Anyways, continue. <laughs> oh, well, I was just going to say, why don't we listen to the aforementioned track, uh, Airplane Mode. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, cool. Fire it up. Uh, as mentioned, this is Chenzina's Airplane Mode. No, that was another song that was also playing at the same time. <laughs> now it's Airplane Mode. Mindful like the room I need some 
Chenzina here on the Vancouver Mixtape from CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby. Going to sneak our usual station ID in a little early. Yeah, are you looking at me because I didn't do it? Uh, yeah, but I didn't really give you any heads up, so yeah, fair. no I harm, mean, no I foul. I ha- haven't been doing this for six years, seven years. Oh my God. You're vastly um, underselling that. But. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so as airplane mode, we were talking a little bit beforehand um, that 
that was kind of a, a departure for you, and and you were you were getting into kind of a, a, a new era of songwriting. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and and making it. Um, and I guess with with that in mind, because uh, we were also talking about. Um, Kind of making that next step, mm-hmm. and where you go from here, because Vancouver isn't necessarily the music center of the world. But <laughs> a lot of people what tend to tend, tend, yeah, <laughs> tend to leave if you're not like I don't know. I can't even think of big bands anymore. But um, yeah, that's the problem uh, that's, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like someone's got to stay to put Vancouver on the map. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like Ryan Adams is still here, and I was like, oh, Brian Adams. Sorry, Ryan had oh. Ryan Ryan's the canceled one. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so what what's next stages for you? Because you're putting together a record now, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm in the songwriting process and I've got a yeah. couple other uh, singles that I'm working on to release in the meantime. Um, I'm actually um, in the middle of shooting my first music video for Airplane Mode. Um, yeah, so that should be out um, sometime this summer. What's, um, what's that like, shooting a music video? <laughs> uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. So I did one. I did one for Talk to Me, um, but it, we needed all these like different scenes and reshoots. And then it ended up just being such a jumble that we just kind of left it, um, which is totally totally fine. Um, and so going into airplane mode the second time, um, or sorry, the first time, but second time doing a video, much more prepared, uh, had better ideas, and just so much more flow. And uh, we've only got a little bit of footage so far, but it looks great. Um, I'm really excited for our next shoot yeah it's going a lot smoother <laughs> is there a concept can you spoil the concept or should I know ah just it's as dreamy as the song oh, yeah sick. as dreamy as the song sick, sick, same sick. kind of color scope like the clouds and the con candy feels that's Perfect. all I'll say Perfect. yeah that that works that yeah works. <laughs> um so what like are you are you approaching the these new songs are you approaching them with the the similar style where you're you're having that Interplay with the production as well as like more traditional songwriting styles, or yeah. So now that I'm, I've learned how to like use Logic and, and software. Um, it's been quite fun because I've been able to compose a little differently because I I figured out how to you know make a little drum riff or whatever, um, and that's kind of spiced up my songwriting a bit just to kind of throw in a, a beat or like a drum kick or whatever, and then start to write to that. So I've got about like ten songs right now. They're just like rough tracks, and they're all. Completely different. <laughs> like one is a tropical vibe. One is like R and B keys with some nice drums. It's meant, like um, hard dubstep. One is close to EDM. I oh, might have wow. to just give that to somebody else to like let them like sing it or something. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun experimenting with new sounds. So um, it should be a really interesting year in a bit. I think there's there's a lot of value in I don't know if value is the right word, but like. There's a lot of benefit to putting out a really diverse album, or to having an album that sounds really different and has lots of different sounds in it. Like one of my one of my favorite records right now is Lizzo's latest record, right. and like every song is a different genre, um, but it's almost better through that because you get to see like the artist's personality filtered through all these different lenses. Yeah, um, instead of just getting the same the same take on it each time, right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I mean, you might as well like. Chances are, like I know, anyways, when I listen to new albums, usually there's like three or four songs that you love, and the rest, like, are kind of like just there. And I feel like when the album is really diverse, there's more chance for at least a wider range of people to be like, oh, you know what, I like that song, I like that song. Like, for, there's more options, more variety. 
I know a lot of artists are doing that too. Billie Eilish just did the same thing with her uh, latest album as well. It's it's cool. That album's so weird. She, yeah, it's, it's strange. So yeah, weird. I think so. Like her first project, she co-wrote with her brother, so it's a little bit of a different style. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I totally. Um, I think it's really cool that she you know explored her dreams yeah, and all that. Totally. I'm really into that, so I like it. But it is very strange. Yeah, well, and uh, and like at its heart, it's still like a very poppy record. Right? Yeah, like it's I know, super yeah. accessible, but like still weird. And yeah. like that kind of goes. There's this. There's this like sense going on right now where it seems we're living in a post-album, post-genre world. Yeah. Where it's like everybody is largely writing singles or like short records, and a lot of the songs are not really one directional. Like they're yeah. they're diverse and and they're strange. I don't know, except that, for One Direction. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what? They don't exist anymore. So, <laughs> um, but like that shows how up to date I am exactly, on the yeah, contemporary yeah. pop music. Pretty sure they're coming to Vancouver. Are they really? I thought, I thought they like yeah. broke up and they're all doing I their own thing. Yeah, it's not not necessarily my scene, but um, uh, yeah. No, it's like it's there seems diversity seems to be a necessity uh, within like each individual artist's music. I don't know if that's something that you've noticed as well. I just feel like it's confining being pigeonholed. Sure. Um, more than anything, rather than like seeing that as the necessity, I just see not being stuck in one thing as the necessity. Like I don't want to do the same thing twice ever. Um, and and personally for me, like the acoustic stuff, um, it's beautiful, but it has its place. And I feel like there's a wider like audience that you can reach you know if you delve into the more pr- production and pop sounds um, and the acoustic will never die like I can always do acoustic shows anytime I want but it's kind of cool to have music that's out there that will reach more people right, well the like the acoustic guitar is a specific aesthetic for a song yeah. right or a specific it gives us a certain thing but especially if you're getting into starting to write and produce your own music through logic or whatever other other software you're using like, yeah. the palette you can choose from is so huge huge now that you might as well be doing all these different things instead of just like writing all your songs through the one instrument that you have at your disposal yeah because even that like with keys then you've got like so many options with what sound then 12 different keyboards and 100 settings on each of them yeah yeah Yeah, exactly yeah and it makes a difference totally yeah it totally changes the vibe yeah is there anything that you are currently like really digging right now musically either like locally or non-locally like is there anything that you are really liking right now um yeah, like I've I just discovered this artist. Her name's IMDBB, like the Internet Movie Database, um, and she's just got such a chill. Um, her the song that I'm thinking about is uh, Urban Jazz, and it's she just got such a chill vibe, and it's kind of this like um, stream of consciousness type jazzy uh, composition. Um, I'm into that. Um, a lot of Janae Iko. She's been releasing some freestyles because she's going through some stuff, so I've been following that, and she's just a beautiful songbird the angel. J- Jenny Iko. Janae Iko. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And is that was that was that all stuff that you were? I guess how does that differ from I guess what your uh, maybe your original influences were? Oh, Janae Iko's always been an influence from the oh, beginning, okay, even cool. though she's R&B and hip-hop, and my um, EP did not reflect that at all. Um, just the honesty in her songwriting and the way that she carries her voice um, has always just been an inspiration for me. Cool, cool, cool. Should we play some more music? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you had mentioned uh, that you enjoy the music of... Clear. Clear. Uh, Clear Mortifay. Yeah. Uh, and we were going to play the track that I have right up here, Shanghai. Yeah, that was the one that turned me on to them. Um, 
really powerful song. Uh, this is it, Shanghai by Clear Mortifay on the Vancouver mixtape. I'm not gonna be this young forever. It's true a day will come when I'm under the weather. And cause I challenge me, I'm always gonna get better. And I know that those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. Running from my wallowing feelings. I take them as they come. I know they got their reasons. My body feels the drums as they promote my feelings. And I know that in time I'm gonna be sharing new life. with uh, Shanghai and you're listening to it on CJSF 90.1 FM broadcasting live every Sunday night from 8pm to 9pm on 90.1 FM or cjsf.ca you can also catch podcasts of past episodes on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and uh, Google Play as well as our website like I said, cjsf.ca. If you are listening to us live and you want to give us a shout out, you can give us a, a, a call to 778-782-CJSF. That's 778-782-2573. I'm Jamie. I'm Jesse. I'm Jenzina. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, a new addition to the tape. <laughs> Special guest, yeah. Maybe we'll make you a recurring guest host. Who knows? Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
uh, get you a, a, a career in the arts. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> I'll come out. It's, it's lucrative. <laughs> all right, we're, all right. We're both now swimming we're in it. Swimming in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking before the break about, uh, well, your music and, and lots of things and your, your two latest tracks. Uh, oh, my goodness. Mind blank. Airplane <laughs> mode and strange clouds and uh, your work coming up that's more, uh, maybe more hip-hop r&b pop oriented production oriented yeah anyway um and how that was changing the way that you write and we talked about the diversity of albums and how it's all maybe shifting more towards a single model um and i wonder like where do you where do you find that more most people are finding your music or consuming your music do you have any idea um, I feel like Instagram is a big driver, obviously, these days, mm-hmm. um, almost to a flaw. Um, I find some people find me randomly on SoundCloud or th- or through blogs that I don't know about. Um, but yeah, I think Instagram is, I'm understanding, is where people are finding me and contacting me and emailing me. And that's a real... <laughs> that's where we got to touch you. Yeah, right? You yeah. guys found me on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Right, um, and I mean whether whether it's Instagram or, or SoundCloud or I mean even even Bandcamp or things, it's it's very sort of um, new content driven, right? There, yeah. There's really a need to be constantly, regularly putting out putting out content to keep yourself in people's feeds, to keep in in their minds, yeah. Um, both from a, a you know a music standpoint, but then even you know photos on Instagram or whatever. How do you find that? Uh, like, how how do you sort of deal with that? constant need to be putting stuff out yeah so i'm actually just trying to focus on quality over quantity these days because it can be too overwhelming and people know when you're not being genuine and when you're just posting for the sake of posting totally and i really struggle with that um so if i'm gonna put something up it's because there's something exciting or there actually was something cool that i think happened or something like that um something that i really want to share i'm trying not to put so much pressure on myself even though i know that that's um a really like important thing for a lot of artists and i see other artists that are like doing photo shoots all week long but it's also not me um, and I'm just trying to stick t- true to who I am so yeah I'm just putting out the content that I feel like I want people to have and trying to just focus on that and it was one of the things we were talking before uh, before we went on air was um, I guess the business side of things of yeah, being an artist yeah. and um, how that was kind of uh, a bit of a wake-up call for you too, right? Mm-hmm, totally. Can you talk a little bit about your experience doing that side of the the whole music industry thing? Yeah, yeah. So at the beginning, um, I I knew very very little about putting up music. Everything that I learned, I learned from Tion. Um, every every little connection that I had made from the beginning, it was like through his recommendation, and I kind of just built from there. Um, a little. So- I'm going to detract a little bit. Um, you were mentioning how it's a lot social media driven. Um, I just. W- would also like to add that outside, even though the internet is so big and fueling artist career, it really is also about the connections that you make and even getting shows in the city. Like that was something that happened. It was just a, a human connection that I made with somebody who hosts, um, he, he uh, runs Live Acts Canada um, for like around BC and um, has been, um, I've been so lucky to be doing so many shows with them. Um, but it's also kind of just timing and luck and being in the right time at the right place, meeting the right person. Um, to kind of get it all out there, yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot of uh, 
sort of happy coincidences but then also the the work to be putting yourself out there yeah to be like you said in the place to res- in the right place in the right time to take advantage of whatever that coincidence might be yeah and then so back to putting out music and then the whole business thing um so <laughs> once you put out a single i realized very quickly and you're like oh no one heard this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I have to get people to listen to my music. Like, it's one thing to make the music, another to record it, and then another to actually get them to listen to it. And so um, I've learned a lot, um, release to release, um, about, you know, even Spotify playlists, blogs, radio, everything. Um, it all counts. It all matters. Um, there's definitely some avenues that are more worth your time as an artist because you know there's also a lot of like money involved in applying sometimes you can like pay and submit and then they reject you and you're like great oh that <laughs> was worth for it that opportunity yeah <laughs> so you kind of start to learn the waters of like where's my time money energy best spent um and then as i'm learning you know having these things ready to go like a bio a photo all that stuff that you can just fire off um rather than having to go and sit down and kind of create it on the spot um little things like that um and as an artist it can be challenging because usually an artist has an artist brain, not a business brain. So to kind of come back down to reality and have to manage yourself as your business and your art, um, it's a yeah, it's a bit of a balancing act. If if you could uh, go back and talk to Chenzina when when she's starting the music uh, and really trying to get out there, what business sense do you impart upon them? Um, I mean, I've I. Just everything that I've known, I just would have started earlier. Got like, it. I don't, I don't um, hold anything against myself because you you don't know what you don't know at the time, sure. right? And you're always doing your best. But um, if I had known everything that I know now and I, everything that I'm going to continue to learn putting out music, like I'm still, I'm still just trying to get my music played and get my numbers growing and things like that. Um, but just to, to not give up, to not let one person's opinion um, dominate how you feel about your music. Um, you made it for a reason. You recorded it for a reason. Believe in it because you you have to believe in it first. If some, if any, you want anyone else to. Yeah, there is a certain sort of base level of self confidence that yeah. you have to at least fake to, and I mean fake it till you make it, right? Until yeah. then, you're confident and it's out there, and then people see that you're confident in it, and they're that much more likely to take a chance on it. Totally. And if you're not confident, and it's like a really long period of time, then maybe you don't like your music, and then, you know. And then <laughs> start something new. Yeah, so you should be liking what you're making. You should be able to put yourself behind it, for sure. Yeah, otherwise, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, are you exactly. Doing? Well, I think that's also something more than ever now, that there's less less appetite for sort of manufactured uh like art, art by artists that are music by artists, art by artists uh, that is uh, not necessarily an authentic representation of that person. Right? Yeah, like I think people really want that personal, authentic sort of um, like almost one to one. Yeah, like, like you're having a conversation with a real person. Totally, and I and I really look out for artists that don't write their own music because for me it's like like the reason that I love Janae Aiko so much is because all of her stories are true. It's her life, and listening to her music, even though some of her music. Uh, this is what I love about her too some of her songs are so sad but I have never felt more found than at times when I've listened to her music and been like wow somebody is going through this and I feel this way and this is so beautiful holy like um, that authenticity to come through in the music is really what makes the difference between like a catchy song that you listen to and like wow this is art that came from a very special place it's it's interesting you bring that up because I, I do feel that that um, 
in a, like a much larger sense, like beyond independent music, like we're talking big mainstream music. Yeah, that philosophy has made its way in, into major pop music. And yeah. like we talked Billie Eilish beforehand, right? Yeah, and Billie Eilish's music is is like weird and like uncomfortably personal at times. Yeah, it could like, not be written by anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, like, um, and and like you you'll find uh, even big pop artists that where the traditional model was like hire team songwriters yeah. we'll make that next pop hit um, have learned that like the formula is can be kind of manipulated by whoever but now now they, they bring in those personal experiences and how you have these big pop stars that are also writing the music and that authenticity is there and people are latching to that more than anything yeah it comes across I think as a listener like it really does stand out big time yeah Gone are the days of the Backstreet Boys just having <laughs> having a group of writers and them just the performers. Not that that was a bad thing. I think they it did us bad. well. I mean, we, en- we enjoyed well. it. Yeah, like yeah, '90s exactly. were lit. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's interesting. It, it this sort of brings me back to something I wrote in my notes before we started. Because um, on, on SoundCloud, you you have a, a, a couple covers posted. Yeah. Right? And. Um, y- I'm, I'm interested. I wanted to know, like, what what can you take from a cover? Like, what can recording a cover do for you? Is it just is it just a fun thing to do that people might like to hear, or, or like, can you teach yourself something through through the writing or through the recording of a cover? Um, well, I only usually perform or record covers that I connect with or songs that are very very important to me. And there's a few that I actually I want to continue to build my SoundCloud, and I will be releasing some acoustic covers, just me in my apartment um, recording kind of thing. Um, just songs that have really touched, changed, and stayed with me for a really long time, and putting my own spin on it. Just I don't know, singing it makes me feel a part of it, and to share that with people is is uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, there's a long tradition of of. You know, it's like an ode. Yeah, and it's if you're connecting with it, uh, it's always interesting to see the songs that people choose to cover because mm-hmm. it tells you something about their their relationship to it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you forgive me for cycling back upon your cycling back, um, <laughs> but we talk like you you mentioned like songs that you've connected with because mm-hmm. like you go to a show like you go to open mic and somebody just plays like whatever I don't know what's the big song that they, they play one they play Wonderwall right the songs yeah. that are easy to learn on yeah, an guitar. instrument or like yeah. The, yeah. that means nothing to anybody and like right. sure it's overdone but like um, when somebody really finds that connection that comes through on a cover right yeah like when somebody really understands that cover that comes through and like the songs that have been covered the best um, like even I don't know I'm, of course, I don't have a list of my favorite covers. You, you just want to say "Take on Me" by yeah. <laughs> but they understood that song. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's still, you, you'll find somebody that like is able to develop upon a cover, and they haven't changed anything beyond maybe how they've presented it. Yeah. Um, and that comes from like that kind of connect, like a deeply like a, personal, yeah, connection, deep right? love to that song. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we are running up towards the end of our show. Uh, I want to get another song in before we say goodbye and all of that. Yeah, sure. Um, you had mentioned before that we should play the track uh, Citizen Four. Yeah. Yeah? yeah cool. Uh, can you tell us anything about this track? Yeah. Uh, I wrote that track after watching the documentary Citizen Four on uh, Netflix about Edward Snowden and a whole lack of privacy that we experience these days being followed by all of our technologies. Um, so this was this me jibbing with myself about it. <laughs> uh, Citizen 4 by Chenzina on the Vancouver Mixtape. We are the generation of Citizen 4. 
getting into it. We're getting into deep communications <laughs> theory uh, beh- behind the behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can sign up to our Patreon to hear all the off mic conversations. Yeah. Just kidding, that doesn't exist. No, <laughs> yet. Anyway, Maybe. this uh, this is of course the Vancouver mixtape. Uh, we have Chenzina in the studio, uh, joining us, playing some of her tracks, playing uh, a couple tracks by friends or or. Uh, Admired artists, yeah. I suppose. Uh, that was just Citizen Four by Chenzina uh, about, well, the the scary hyper monitored uh, world that we live in. Yeah, uh, that we've all chosen to live in in one way or another. That we accept when we click install. Yeah. On the app. Hell yeah, dude. Store. <laughs> Need those likes. <laughs> Get me those retweets, fam. Take my data. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but you're, uh, as, as we're wrapping things up here, um, you have a, a show coming up. I do, yes. Yeah. Tell us about the show. Yeah, I'm very excited for this show. Um, it's a female-led hip-hop night at the Portside Pub next Sunday. Uh, the headliner is Yasmin Ray, who I'm very excited to be on the bill for. Um, she is an R&B and hip-hop artist in the city. Um, it's going to be a great night. This is going to be my first night doing a full hip-hop set, so I'm actually not performing anything acoustic from my album, and I will have a band with me, so that'll be a lot of fun. Sorry, that's a, that's a new thing for you. This is a new thing for me. I performed with the band once when I did my EP uh, release party, but it was all just like the same people who uh, recorded the right. live instruments on the band. The studio band. Yeah, the studio yeah. band, yeah. Yeah, which was amazing. Um, and I haven't performed with a band since then. I just went back to doing solo shows. So, What's it been like? I, have you been rehearsing with them so far? Yeah, yeah. yeah we've been rehearsing. Like? Yeah, it's been so much fun. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Um, I'm, I, I love just da- dancing around and singing on stage. I kind of feel tied down by an instrument, especially a keyboard. <laughs> so I'm yeah. looking forward to having like one or two songs with an instrument and then just being a free bird and kind of just enjoying myself. I love uh, sort of hip-hop instrumentals played by a live band too. So. It's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what's uh, what's next beyond that? Beyond your show at the tw- at the Portside Pub. Uh, I've got a music video coming out this summer. I've actually hopefully got two. Um, hopefully by the by the summer, and I'm going to be putting out some new music, so you can stay tuned for that. Cool. Well, uh, people can find you on various social media platforms. I assume. Yep. You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Maria Chenzina. Maria Chenzina. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, you're, this has been the Vancouver Mixtape. Thanks for tuning in to us this week. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anything else you want to say to the fans out there? No, thank you guys all for listening, and thank you for supporting my music. Uh, it means everything. Great. Thanks one more time for coming in. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an absolute treat. Yeah, well, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find the Vancouver Mixtape on Instagram, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, CJSF.ca. We'll start posting again for real, I promise. <laughs> uh, and on the Apple Podcasts Place and Google Play. See you next week.